What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wear a mask for the rest of your life and never go back to work. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Oh, somebody's got to remind me, because I've got some stuff from NPR in front of me. I've got to talk on the radio show tomorrow. NPR really, really hates white people, including the white people. In fact, the white people love to hate white people more than anybody. I have noticed that, yeah. But boy, do they hate white people. Uh, Anyway. That's a weird uh, thing that I've often brought up. Has that ever happened in the history of the world where any race, the elite of any race, starts to hate their own race? Has that ever it's happened? It's bizarre ever? and sick. Yeah. I mean, you could make an argument that maybe certain political po- uh, policies or, or historical norms or whatever were wrong and should be changed, but that's a that's a completely different phenomenon. I mean, reform is a constant in humankind. But like self-loathing and wanting to throw yourself down at the feet of other races and beg them to accept you and forgive you. I mean, it's just it's bizarre behavior. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, it is. Uh, So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Uh... I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala. Oh! 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jack mentioned during the radio show that there's a new virus in China. Nearly three dozen people have been sickened by a newly identified virus that jumped over from animals. And uh, but they don't think it can be transmitted from person to person yet. (laughs) I remember I remember hearing that in about January of 2020. Fatigue, cough, loss of appetite and aches, uh, several developing blood cell abnormalities and signs of liver and kidney damage all survived. Uh, It's called Lay V. They think it jumped from shrews which are little uh, mousy-looking creatures. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci and his pet shrew. Who he's been pumping full of steroids and and methamphetamine to make him enormous and aggressive to study what might happen, has bit Dr. Fauci right on his scrotum. Wow. (laughs) Particularly bad place to get bitten. He leapt up right on the old sagaruni. And it's probably given him this Levy virus. So uh, bringing it all together, I'm hoping, as I uh, try not to cough, as I feel fantastic. For instance, yesterday I went to work out at the gymnasium of my choice. (laughs) (laughs) Throw around the old medicine ball. Well, no, actually I did a pretty hardcore interval aerobic uh, exercise for my heart and lungs and keep my blood pressure down. But I got after it. Uh, full-on aggressive, I-feel-great workout, felt terrific afterwards. But I'm still sniffly, and I have to suppress a cough five times a minute. I mean, it's like constant because of the freaking COVID. 
Wow. Jeez. Anyway, and that could last. And the cough lasts forever, man. Oh, it's so annoying. But anyway, some people have real problems. I'm not complaining to complain. I'm just saying it's a weird disease that just the, the clearing the gunk out of your your uh, chest and everything. It just takes forever. But anyway, uh, I found this interesting because Judy and I were just dealing with this as I got COVID then got over it. And then she got it. We had to cancel all of our vacations. And then uh, my youngest uh, Delaney, her her man came down with the COVID. She hasn't gotten it, uh, although she had How? it earlier. The heck? And so she's trying to decide, all right, when can I go to work? What the hell is going on? So in the midst of all of this, I come across this NPR thing. And while NPR is wildly biased and just on some topics, they're they're just they've lost their minds. They do pretty good reporting generally. And so I see this headline still testing positive after day 10. How to decide when to end your covid isolation. It's probably worth throwing in before we even dive into this. One of the problems with COVID, one of the main problems, is that the first batch of COVID to like the Delta, to like the, the Gamma, and then the Omicron, then the Omicron B12, and then the BA5, they're different diseases. Sure. They come from the same family, but in terms of their danger and the, the effects they have on people, it's a different question. The way they spread? Right. But if you're frantically signaling your hatred of Trump, you act like COVID is still COVID and it's still terrifying, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so still, I thought, all right, NPR is going to dig into when to end your COVID isolation because that's exactly what Little D was uh, wrestling with and asking me about. Uh, the basic ground rules haven't changed since Omicron came onto the scene. Centers for Disease Control say you can stop isolating after five days if you're fever-free for at least 24 hours, starting to get better, as long as you keep wearing a mask around and others for another five days. So it's kind of a five plus five thing, as long as you're feeling better. But some researchers have criticized these rules, pointing to research that shows some people may remain infectious after day five. And then they go through this list of, for instance, James Hay, who studies infectious disease dynamics, uh, remembers earlier this year when his sister continued testing positive for two weeks. The family had plans to get together over the holiday, but to us, it just wasn't worth the risk. So they <laughs> didn't get get together over the holidays because sis was still testing positive weeks down the line. All right. You do what you want to do, but I wouldn't then do you- that. Then you got Dr. Emily Landon, infectious disease specialist at U- University of Chicago Medicine. We don't have anything that says definitely you are contagious or definitely you're not. The best thing we have are these rapid antigen tests. And then they get into a a discussion of these tests, the different kinds of tests, and how they're both constantly false negatives or false positives because they're reading dead virus or virus Mm. fragments weeks down the line. You're not sick. You're not contagious. You're not nothing. But you're still getting positive tests. They go back and forth with various experts who contradict each other. Enter Dr. Jeffrey Baird, chairman of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Uh, There is no perfect study that shows how likely it is that a positive test on a rapid test translates into shedding enough virus that you could actually infect another person. The answer to that, he says, is clear as mud. Mm. Indeed, infectious disease experts tend to differ about how much stock to put in a rapid test result when someone knows they're infective and deciding whether to out, uh, rejoin the outside world. There's actually a lot more discrepancy than anyone would be, would be happy with, said another expert. An, another expert. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think there are more uh, study co-authored by the one dude. 
uh, followed healthcare workers at the University of Chicago had been infected, but were mostly feeling better and went to get tested after five days. They found that more than half of them still tested positive on antigen tests after six days, but it's not clear at all whether they could make anybody sick. Long story short, and not short enough, because there are like three more experts quoted in this incredibly long story. Nobody knows effing anything. It's crazy. You probably ought to keep to yourself until you feel better. Which, depending on where you are in your life, is a, either a very big deal or not. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a job and you're parenting, that whole stay home another five days is not a minor thing. Which brings us back to my original premise, which is this is a very different sickness than it was. We need somebody to say, all right, everybody, this is this is uh, the flu or this is a cold or this is like that throat infection that goes around and makes you really sick for a while. Because the idea that we should stay home and isolate ourselves and avoid any human beings because of what is for most people a cold. That would be that would be crazy. You can't stay home every time you have a cold. Now, I had a fever for three and a half days. I'm a pretty healthy guy in my 50s. So it's obviously more than a cold. But there's all kinds of stuff that floats around every year that's more than a cold. And exactly. So where are we on that scale? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could all give everybody amnesia as if we've never heard of COVID and start with the facts of this disease right now and see that there'd be no reaction. You wouldn't yeah. do anything differently. I mean, you'd do it the same way you've always done it. Somebody comes to work who's sick and everybody else gets sick. But whatever, that's the way it's always been. If you're if if you're old or vulnerable or going undergoing chemotherapy, God bless you, or whatever, you'd be very, very careful. But for the rest of us, we'd think, well, I'm going to cough and sneeze for a week and a half. Yeah, I've dealt with that before. So I just thought it was instructive that they consult the here's a bunch of uh, studies from Harvard and MIT, for goodness sakes. And, and they end up saying, I don't know, clear as mud. Well, we went 100 years between awful pandemics there, 1918 to 2019. And uh, I sure hope we don't have another one burbling up in China right now. We went uh, like. 120 years between impeachments and then we had like two in a row you know so i mean those are completely unrelated i realize but just because historically things have been spread out this far in the past doesn't mean it'll continue to be that way well yeah i mean if you have nothing for 200 years then it happens in consecutive years then it doesn't happen for another 200 years that's every hundred years, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> but if you get the double whammy, it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> no more effing pandemics, please. Just for fun, let's think about this. How would the world react emotionally if this was a, another brand new, we can't stop it, don't have a vaccine pandemic? I don't. Every, I don't. Everybody would simultaneously cry, puke, pee and crap their pants just a complete release of it'd be like we all died i mean we would just release our bowels <laughs> that'd be something to see i just i i really don't even i can't even imagine how i would react emotionally let alone the world if the, the, you know a month from now it's just like it was in march of 2020 
Two more yeah, cases in the state of Washington. Yeah, they announced virus has started to spread person to person. Yeah, and now it's in the United States, the first case. Now we have this. Hospitals are starting to fill up. Talks of shutting down. I don't know how would we all react. I think we would lose our freaking minds. Or yeah, are we, we just already did. Or we just stand there with our mouths open. Because we can't even we can't even move. I don't even know. What? You're going you're gonna to shut down the school and the businesses are shut down and the economy's crashing again and more government funding. I, I just, oh, I, I, I don't think we could take it. You know what I think you'd see, honestly, is you would see a, a doubling down or an intensifying of like the two camps. The I'm going to live my life camp, the kind of the red state camp. To the, I'm not doing this again. Right. They would be like, there's no freaking way. Not only are you not shutting down all the businesses, you're not shutting down any of the businesses. We're going to keep them open at point of gun and fist. And then you would have the COVID paranoid crowd that for that likes to be afraid. They would absolutely uh, drive themselves and their children to suicide and despair. Well, I would definitely have a strong pull toward that first group. Of course, the problem would be like the uh, generals are always fighting the last war. Problem yeah, is that right. this disease would be completely different, spread in a different way, have different facts, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you got these giant uh, Dr. Fauci fed steroid uh, enhanced shrews running around, jumping up and biting people on the scrotum. Which is how it spreads. It spreads by <laughs> scrotum bites. So if you wear some sort of metal cup, you should be. Right. Women are completely immune. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Women, men, there's no such thing. It's people with scrotums. Non, or people without scrotums. Non-bescrotumed non humans. Please do not use gendered language to, you know what? to address I'd like everyone. To, I'd like to punch you right in your neck, sir. To... <laughs> the unscroted. <laughs> I don't think he has one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.